Today, hope is needed more than ever. And the good news of Easter is that hope is alive. We invite you to gather with us this Easter at Mariners to celebrate Jesus' victory over death and his invitation to new life. Invite your friends and neighbors and join us at one of our many in-person Easter services. We have gatherings for every comfort level throughout Orange County. Not ready for physical gatherings? Tune into Mariners Easter service online. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Visit marinerschurch.org for all our service times and locations. Happy Easter. Hello. Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what He has done. I am Inez Franklin, your host for today. Today's reading is from Job, chapter 35, verse 9 through 11. People cry out under a load of oppression. They plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God my maker, who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beast of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds in the sky? In this chapter of Job, Elihu challenges Job again. This time, he calls Job to have patience and trust in God. You see, Job had been complaining to God, charging that God lets violent crimes go unpunished and that his silence encourages the wicked to act with increased viciousness. Now, here's a quote from one of the commentaries I read as I prepared for today. It says, To accuse God of injustice and then demand injustice from him constitutes the worst kind of empty talk. Elihu is worried that Job is engaging in empty talk. He doesn't believe that God is negligent in responding. The problem to Elihu is the way in which humans cry out to God, full of self-interest rather than trust and true devotion to God. He's concerned about Job's behavior after the fact of his suffering. Now later in the book of Job, we'll read Yahweh's responses to Job. And sure enough, God too comments on what Job does after the fact of his suffering. Now, we've talked about this for a few days now, that suffering in this life is inevitable. But what is actually within our control is how we respond to it. Now, indeed, this is a dark world. There are many people suffering all around the world, and many are loaded under deep oppression. Paul wrote that the whole creation groans as in the pains of childbirth. And today, children die. The poor are still struggling. We're still dealing with a worldwide COVID pandemic. Racism still exists. Wars still take place. And too often we're under the threat of war. Cancer still kills. And so suffering has a way of challenging us. Does suffering make you doubt God's goodness? Today we're getting a very good reminder. We can either reach out to God and gain his wisdom and experience his comfort or we can grow bitter and angry and hopeless. I would agree. Some of the greatest lessons in my life came from my suffering. I hate to admit that, to be honest, but it is true. I grew up in an impoverished home, for example, and we struggled a lot as we were growing up. But even though today I have more financial comfort, I don't hold my possessions as a place of security. They can easily be lost, and they never satisfy. So that suffering taught me that. I've also experienced the pain of divorce. 
And because of that, I'm more attentive to my marriage now, and I seek God to help us when we're struggling. I've experienced the loss of my father and most recently my mother. And because of that, I have empathy for those who have lost a loved one or are struggling. Now, that doesn't mean I've gotten right every time. There have been times in my life where I have not suffered well. And when I do that, when I lose sight of God, who's right there looking to comfort me, I made my suffering be more painful and it was harder to recover from it, recovering from my grief. Now, suffering will either leave you better than you were before you suffered or it'll leave you worse. I don't know if you know this, but Tim Keller wrote a book called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. I'd recommend it. In chapter nine, a chapter called Learning to Walk, Keller makes the case that happiness is wanting something more than happiness, to be rightly related to God and our neighbor. Keller makes the case that suffering can lead to personal growth, training, and transformation, that we must not waste our sorrows, because God doesn't. But at the same time, we should not see our sorrows as a primary way to improve ourselves. Now, that's called masochism, the enjoyment of ache for the sake of feeling virtuous, and that's not what they're talking about. Tim Keller argues for what he calls productive suffering. When we grow in our awareness of the condition of our faith and trust in God. You see, because suffering has the power to reveal some impurities or falseness in our faith with God. Often we will learn that our relationship with God is not what we thought it was, and suffering has a way to reveal some of those broken areas. Suffering can drive us to God in his profound comforts, which is a good thing. One of the passages that I read every time I officiate a memorial is 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 to 7. Paul writes this long, rambling statement about God's comfort, but it is a really good one. And I want to read it to you today. I don't know if you are in a situation right now where you're suffering, or maybe somebody that you love is. I pray that this passage would minister to your heart. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patience and endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. That's a passage you want to go back to and read again and again. You see, like Job, Paul understands that it is God who gives us the songs in the night. It is God who can comfort our heart the way nothing else on earth can. Not only that, through the comfort we receive from God, we are then equipped to help others in their suffering. Think of all the times when God has comforted you. Realize that the comfort you receive is now a tool and a gift for you to help another person who's experiencing similar circumstances. I hope that today you will pray that God would put a very specific person in your mind that you can reach out to and offer encouragement and strength. 
Now, on our journey to Easter, uh, our prompt today is to worship together in community. You can either stream or attend one of our weekend services. We are continuing our series on unexpected words of Jesus, and I think you'll enjoy this. I mean, Jesus engaged in conversations with people in a way that was surprising and at times very challenging. And as we listen to these conversations, we will learn that there's actually something for us to hear from Jesus as well. So I hope you join us. Now, let me close this in prayer. Lord, in this life, I know there'll be suffering. Would you help us suffer well and not depend on not depend on ourselves, but depend on you and you alone. Lord, would you help us not doubt and increase our doubts, which only will increase our pain and our sorrow and our bitterness. Father, I pray that you would use us to comfort others with the comfort you give us. I pray that the light of your glory and grace would shine through us. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening, those who are in suffering right now, I pray that you would meet them right where they are, that you would fill them with your peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, that while maybe the circumstances have not changed, your very presence is all the difference they need. So Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, and your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.